Commentators, I am your host Giancarlo, and I am your host Gary John Miller. Gary John Miller, and we're watching UFC six, uh, Ken Shamrock versus Dan Severn in nineteen ninety five. You got a catch wrestler like Ken Shamrock against uh, what was he like a what type uh, of wrestler was he? I'd say like uh, folk style wrestling. Folk style wrestling. Yeah, he's yeah, just like Greco-Roman freestyle yeah. wrestler, Dan Severn. Uh, both of these guys are pioneers in the UFC and MMA in general, bringing that mm-hmm. wrestling knowledge uh, to it. I, I think it's interesting when you when, – and we were talking before we even get into the fight, when you have like these two kind of different wrestling styles. Mm-hmm. Um, like Ken Shamrock with like shoot fighting, like the sh- uh, shoot-a-shoot can – um, which is almost like how professional wrestling kind of evolved from too, like all these complex holds and, and submission mm-hmm. locks. Whereas a guy like Dan Severn coming from like American folk style and, and Greco and freestyle is and specifically like folk style too. I mean, it's, it's more about control than yeah. anything, not so much like submission locks. And it's interesting to see how it's kind of evolved now too, where you have like the MMA style of wrestling too. You Do you know. think uh, shoot cell actually came from Japan? Uh, a little bit too. I mean, if we look at the the history of shoot fighting, I mean, it's it's a hybrid combat sport and street combat style, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's from Japan. But it, it's got a lot of like there's a, um, uh, uh, shooto a shooto wrestler too. I think who fought against Muhammad Ali, in like early MMA. Um, Was that he, Antonio Anoki? Yep, Anoki. Yep, and. Um, that was kind of like that roots of that stuff too. And I remember Ali was like, his shins were so banged up too. Yeah. Fucked yeah. up his legs big time. Yeah. I think that was the first ever MMA fight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Japan. And it, it's, it's interesting too, like that, that style. Cause I think um, Dan Severn, I mean, is, is like that early. And we talked, he lost his, uh, to get to the Olympics to Lubinock. I believe Lubinock was a Oklahoma state wrestler i'll look that up to verify um i don't like talking out of my ass Um, (laughs) that's uh, me every day dude yeah all the time uh looks up he won a gold medal in freestyle in the 220 pound weight class for Uh, those who don't know uh wrestling what's the difference between freestyle and then greco so Greco is entirely upper body. Like you'll penalize for using your legs. Mm. Um, so, and you get rewarded for throws, like a takedown in Greco. And it always, it kind of always changes the freestyle in Greco. Cause I think there was for a moment, you couldn't get points for pushing out of bounds, but now like you can get points for pushing out of bounds. Um, 
there was parterre for for a while too and i, I think they just changed that too and i'm interested to see how, how it kind of changes once COVID ends um freestyle is the olympic style you most often see where it's okay. like takedowns and then um if you if you expose it's more about exposure so exposure to your back is a, is a point okay so take someone down and expose to their back but if you take someone down they get like 30 seconds to turn somebody do you think uh freestyle is the most uh realistic style when it comes to wrestling i think it's the most explosive really i don't know about the most most realistic because i mean like when you're down i think what i like about folk style is like when you're down you have to learn to get out and escape yeah so like college wrestling which is essentially like the pros of folk style um, you can get writing time too. So if you get like road out, you get another point. Um, and that's all about like, I think that's all about the most realistic is like if somebody doesn't want to let you up. They don't have to, you have to figure out a way to get out. Isn't that like why Randy Couture is just so like, uh, he was just so like, uh, how do you say? So dominating as a wrestler. Cause he was actually a, a Greco Roman wrestler. Yeah, and he, he's, I mean, that clinch, too, from being a Greco-Roman wrestler, I mean, I think that translates well. When you talk MMA, to even, like, uh, fucking, uh, and I'm sure um, our last guest, Sky, could even probably back me up on there, but talking about um, putting that clinch to Muay Thai, too, and transitioning mm-hmm. and working out of that. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that that helps translate, too, because when you're working Greco, even, um, you're doing a lot more like underhooks and, and upper body stuff and how to work from there and score without That's even crazy. using legs. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. That, their upper body, up, upper body strength must be so fucking out of this world. <clears throat> there's there's guys, I mean, like, there's there's a lot of shit talking too, I think, too, where people are like, I've, I've even had like an uh, old coach of mine, like, there's was, there was another coach who was an Olympian for Greco. And he'd always give him shit. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you can be an Olympian and not using your fucking legs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but to me, I'm like, you're all fucking badasses. But um, what was your I, style of wrestling that you liked the most? Folk style. I like, I like freestyle. Style? I like freestyle, though, too. Um, Greco, Greco was always fun, but I think it was, it's tough to learn the rules when you start, like, most American kids start wrestling folk style. Damn. And then it was easier. It was easier doing freestyle than than Greco. Damn, hundred percent. I feel like it's a lot more technical though freestyle. Def, I I definitely feel like you have to have a lot better body position. Mm-hmm. Like you can't wrestle funky um, in freestyle because you'll expose your back. Yeah. So, but like if you go heel heel overhead here, if you throw somebody, it's five points. But you can still attack the legs though as a. Freestyle, folk yeah. Folk style free, yeah. And then like you could, you could tech somebody if you turn them. I believe if it's six nothing, it's a tech. I want to say I, I feel like I'm wrong in that, but um, yeah, you could tech somebody or pin them if both their shoulders touch the mat and freestyle or, or Greco, it's done. And that's a pin. Yeah. Just one second, boom, done. Dude, Dan Severn pulled out that mustache perfectly. Yeah. Oh, he that. Was like, <laughs> peak. Oh, dude. Peak like old old masculine tough guy. Yeah, for real, you know I mean? dude. He was like, like one of my main inspirations when I had a mustache. When you when you look at his size statistics, it's like six foot two inches, two hundred sixty pounds. And then like Ken Shamrock's like two hundred and five pounds. Yeah, and this is like those old old guys like back in the day. Were like, dude, my grandpa used to be so big and fucking mean. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love the fact that they were wearing wrestling shoes back then. Oh yeah, well, like that also. I'm sure we'll get into. Was it Art? Art was name Art Guile. Who wore a boxing glove? Oh yeah, <laughs> um, I forgot his name, but I know he was, was it Art Bar. I'm gonna look this up now. Art Jemerson. Art Jemerson, yeah. Yeah. There's actually a where they at now on the UFC uh, fight pass, mm-hmm. and he talks about that, and that shit killed me. Well, it's like at that point too. It's like it's there's no like governing body, man. It's just like we're gonna figure this out as we go along. You know, I mean, even like the when it's like no holds barred, and yeah. like you can eye gouge, and that dude is just railing on his nuts. Yeah, he's just punching his nuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like when we talk about like true fighting, and you're like asking me about wrestling. It's like yeah, I mean, even like a lot of holds and folk style don't do shit when you face a jujitsu guy because it's not gonna help like go yeah go ahead and fucking uh try to do a leg turk on somebody who's already on their back they don't give a shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dude this is like a such a classic grappling match too oh yeah with just punches <laughs> no one's throwing kicks here if yep. they did they'll be taken down yep and um, I guess, like, to, to talk about more, like, our pre-fight with, like, a guy like Ken Shamrock, I mean, he, yeah, I think... Dude, it, heel this, hooks and leg locks yeah. were his shit, dude. I mean, his nickname is the world's most dangerous man. I know, right? <laughs> it doesn't even, like, it's not even a catchy nickname. No. <laughs> it was just literally a fact. You have Dan Severn, the Beast. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Dan, the Beast Severn. You know. And I think it's interesting to know, like talking about their acting careers both of them too you mean pro wrestling like they they both parlayed like into acting and movies and stuff too and pro wrestling dude yeah oh they were both in the wwf now the wwe yep. and dan Severn was actually trained by al snow did you yep. see that guillotine Ooh. jesus that was fast It wasn't even like a really technical guillotine, especially during the time. I mean, like now, people can get out of that easily now. Yeah. 100%. But then again, Ken Shamrock is what two hundred five pounds. If you grab my neck, I would have attacked quickly. Especially yeah. if you're grabbing like hundred yeah. percent, I'll be like, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Choke Don't break my out. neck. Look at, I mean, Shamrock's back, dude. Yeah. Like. And. <laughs> Look at that. He just goes for that single leg. Ken Shamrock gets that guillotine. And he just did that guillotine. Yeah. Then gets his back almost. Then he grabs an underhook, Dan Severn. I think that's how it evolves, though, too. It's like, all right, how did I get caught here? Yeah, and then Dan Severn punches him in the nuts. And then just does a guillotine where he could have just fall back. Mm-hmm. But then again, like, you didn't know. Like, no one really need jiu-jitsu at that time other than the graces uh, and then ken shamrock i mean he's got that over under mm-hmm. right here too and i think that's where like you you defer like certain wrestlers i think nowadays too how it's evolved yeah if you, if you go back and look at this this over under when they're side to side too like dudes will slip out the back like limp arm yeah you know what i mean and here too like you've seen so many fighters too come that over under yeah i've seen cejudo do it too where they've they've got those throws and they've gotten so good at that implementing it too. Yeah. So. Damn. That was a fast fight. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember it being that fast. 
Because I remember back in the day, I mean, it's Ken Shamrock was always involved in those slugfests, too. He did actually like 30 minutes in a fight against Hoist Gracie, and they had to call it a draw. Damn. Like, Ken Shamrock, even before jiu-jitsu was a thing, he was actually really knowledgeable when it com- came to leg locks. I think even, like, watching this post-fight interview, too, like, how having a guy like Joe Rogan in there, too, has kind of changed the game. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, I bet this guy doesn't even know anything about fighting. And you, and, you, and I think they, in a weird way, it was like, who who do you have to model it after? It's like boxing and WWE. Mm-hmm. You know, and now it's become its own. It's crazy how it's become its own thing. Dude, and, yeah, the sport of MMA is has progressed so much and actually changed martial arts more mm-hmm. in the past 27 years than it did in thousands and thousands of years. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think it's really, I mean, some people have said like it's hurt, but I was like, I think it's helped wrestling because I think a lot more kids now. And I think because for years, I mean, the college, when you're talking about college sports, it's like the American, it's a, it's a farm system for professional sports where they're not really getting paid. Yeah, and college wrestlers after you get done college wrestling, you used to just go straight to the Olympics or train for that. But and there's not, like no pro sports. Yeah, there's no pro sports. So now you have the UFC, you have Bellator, you have all these things where kids can go get an athlete. At the very least, you can work as a coach. You know, you can get work as a gym, as a partner, and all these kinds of things. I think it's really helped, and I, I think it's awesome. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. I think yeah the the sport of mixed martial arts actually helped the sport of wrestling big time. Yeah, and and I think kids are like, oh, I need to learn how to box now, and learn how to Muay Thai, I mean Jiu Jitsu. But I think wrestling is the most important art to learn first. I think it's a good base for sure. Yeah, because you yeah. dictate where the fight goes. Yeah, I think like, any any kind of if, grappling. Yeah, because if you like striking a lot. And if you if your first art was wrestling, mm-hmm. you're gonna stay on your feet. Especially like a guy like Justin Gaethje himself. He's like he wants to stay on the feet. He never takes a person down. Like he doesn't want to. Yeah. Well, if he could, he would. But no one can take him down, really. Yeah. But like, then um, you... fucking Chuck Liddell was like the pioneer of that shit. He was a college wrestler as well. Exactly. Yeah. And he just wanted to keep it standing. But then you got people like Tito Ortiz and like. Joe Daddy Stevenson, who were wrestlers who actually just wanted to go to the ground to submit. Frank Mir was Frank Mir a wrestler? Um, a good question. I don't know if he was. Actually, I'll Google that. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, there's everybody who's like my, my Tiger style's the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, I you know, shut that down. Even with wrestling, dude, it's the same shit, dude. Like, people would be like, East Coast style, Pennsylvania's the best, Ohio's the best, Iowa's the best, California's the best, Indiana's the best, New Mexico, Oklahoma. So, know. yeah, he uh, started wrestling on on the basis as a teenager in Bonanza High School during his junior year. Mm. So, yeah, I, and it's smart because he actually started out uh, – he began wrestling, and I think he did karate too. Mm. Yeah, American Kempo. Dude, so I'm I'm trying to verify this too. Completely different thing, but Dan Severn was in Rudy. Oh, that movie, really? Yeah. That's crazy. 
I don't remember him, but I haven't watched him. I, I, mean, I wouldn't. It just says he played a football player. And That's he was un- hilarious. And I'm looking at the IMDb, and it says Rudy uncredited. That's crazy. Yeah, now I'm like, I, it was one of my favorite movies growing up, but I'm, I'm very interested. Yeah, now I want to watch it again. And mm-hmm. be like, oh, there he is. <laughs> yep. That's amazing. And like, talk about like quick fights. So I think this is why like my dad in, in MMA has kind of been like, he'd rather watch boxing. Because it goes like, down Yeah, and, and like this shit, it's like, he's like, oh, it's like when uh, Ben Askren got knocked out, he was like, He's like, that's just luck. He's like, who gives a sh-? And he's just for him. He's like, you could just get lucky and knee a fucker in the head. You know? <laughs> and I was like, I see where you're coming from. But I was also like, that's kind of the point, man. Like, you could fucking knock somebody out with all kinds of weapons. Bro, what's funny is that I told Nora, hey, watch this fight. It's probably going to be fight of the night. Because mm-hmm. I, I was always like a huge Jorge Masvidal fan. Yeah. And I was like, watch this fight. Watch this fight. Yeah. And then when that happened, I was like, I didn't expect that. <laughs> like, like, like this one, I mean, it's so short. Just, you know, you just get a headlock on somebody, you know, get a good guillotine and boom, done. I know. And like, you know, now the best way to get out of that is actually just to go forward get on site control, put your chin on their ribs and just pop mm-hmm. out. Cause you can't really choke someone if you're on top of them. I think how like moves have evolved mm-hmm. all around, like watching old Dan Gable, and then watching Ke- um, uh, Kel Sanderson, and then now watching you know guys like Bo Nickel and stuff like that, and even like Ben Askren when he was wrestling in Missouri, and how it's just the style has changed so much. And part of it is when rules change too. You gotta you gotta figure out how to win better. Ben Askren is uh, he was in the Olympics, right? I believe he tried to make the team but lost. Oh really? Yeah. But he was actually a like a a prospect, right? When it came. Yeah. To- so he lost in the trials, but then he went to MMA. Damn. Yeah. And he but, fucking killed it, man. And I feel like. But he was he on must a world, have been the world, UFC earlier. World. He was on a world team though. Oh okay. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing, man. Yeah. So he he did go to worlds, but like Olympics every four years. I mean, it, and I think your body breaks down too. Yeah. So fast in that sport, it's tough to. And what I think is so phenomenal about guys like Jordan Burroughs, I mean, he's been fucking top competitive for years and years. Really? How old yeah. is he right now? A little older than us, uh, I believe, like in his thirties. Holy shit! Do yeah. you think he would actually go for MMA? Thirty-two. He said he doesn't want to, and that that he's just wanted to wrestle. But he's, I mean, since being on the world stage since two thousand eleven and last last year taking bronze to that's me that crazy. that's unreal that's fucking insane especially like you don't even make money from wrestling yeah. no and that's how i guess i just feel like, feel like john jones has been top for so long too and maintaining that body i think it's hilarious though that his last win in freestyle matches was against franklin gomez from puerto rico was it burrows yeah yeah he is a Dominican-born freestyle wrestler who represents Puerto Rico. So he's Dominican. Damn. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> he won the title at NCAA yeah. Division One title, 133 pounds. But it's crazy, man, because, like, no one really showed me where to wrestle at in Puerto Rico. Like, there's no high schools that had that. 
So I'm like yeah. wondering how. Because you you've talked about MMA from Puerto Rico too, and and uh, how you kind of get it, yeah. Because <laughs> like we have very different. I mean, I'm I'm in. I feel like I've been in the heart of it in Colorado. Yeah, for sure. For forever, where like I it was it was just casually where like I just knew all these professional MMA fighters because they're they were always coaching us or they'd go in the room like up in UNC. I mean, I talked to my buddies Rocco DePaulo where like he, it was GSP and Shane Carwin and. That's all these people and that's where like you know gagey was at too during that same time period mm-hmm. and and his head former head coach ben charrington who was a national champion and that's insane dude and ben, ben charrington still coaching and he's helping with high school too yeah you dude know. i i actually got like starstruck when it comes to like pfc fighters when i moved here mm-hmm. for sure because i was just like you don't i didn't grow up with that i grew up yeah. watching them on tv only they were like celebrities to me yeah i mean i, I get it it's 100 percent. i was spoiled yeah. with, like, <laughs> like the, you don't know <laughs> yeah i mean i just i mean i lived down the street from a four-time state champ and then an, an, another two-timer and another state placer and two of them wrestled at air force as d1 wrestlers and the nissens i mean they were my heroes growing up and they're just down the street that's insane yeah and that's i mean it's kind of everywhere i mean you kind of meet people ian heinish was the older kid at our high school and he was the stud who we're all terrified of (laughs) i mean i was scared shitless i was like an eighth grader and he was a junior in high school and he was the scariest human being i've ever met in my life i can imagine (laughs) (laughs) and this is like yeah this is pre-prison ian heinish you know and like he so he had a sister as our age and it was like nobody dates your sister <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was like terrifying i was like when people were like want to just absolutely terrify this guy i was like he's gonna beat everybody's ass if we even like look at his sister <laughs> there's always that one guy yeah for sure. yeah and um he just do all kinds of crazy shit that i'm like you know, and, and like that was those are the people I was around. And then, you know, they're fighting the UFC now. I was like, Yeah, that makes sense. Damn, dude. Yeah. You know this uh up and comer here in Albuquerque who's like a becoming a star in Bellator, Aaron Pico. Oh yeah. Pico's dude. oh he's fucking dope too. He's fucking he's a killer, man. I'm excited to see his growth in the sport for sure. Which which is like crazy. Like Shamrock was such an anomaly, I think, in, in many ways. And like, there's so many people who look like him. Yeah. No. For sure. You know, all and, these uh, like wrestlers that are like submission specialists mm-hmm. remind me of Ken Shamrock. Was it the dude, Gary Tonin? Right? Mm, dude, yes. <laughs> the Danaher Death Squad. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, but yeah, and... Gary Tonin, dude, that guy's a fucking. <laughs> he's he's something else. I had him all nasty in the baby, and that yeah. guy. He's funny as shit, dude. Oh, I I love his shit, dude. Like he's the kind of guy where it's like you would love to roll with because you know you learn so much shit from him. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, like just picking his mind would be so so awesome. Yeah, I think, dude. I think I think there's a lot of people like that. I think are, uh, I mean, kids I even know who are like not even good at school, but they're so fucking smart. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's one of those for sure. Yeah, I can I can tell. <laughs> you know, and like because yeah. like like. We got a kid on our, our wrestling team we coach. He just he just cannot sit still, man, but he's just such a freak fucking mm-hmm. athlete. He said that he has never smoked or drank until he competed in EBI. Wow. He, yeah, he, he took an edible. 
wow. for the first time. And that was his first time having marijuana. He was just like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Like, of course, he never smoked before. Yeah. So, like, he was just so disciplined and he was just so obsessed. It's those people that are obsessed in the sport yeah. that will actually just be great. Yeah. And he, I mean, I, I, I hope I'm not like talking down on him by any means, but I'm like, that just seems like a guy who is just like on another level of, hey, I got to get up at 6 a.m., fucking probably 4 a.m., yeah, you know, he, and, he, and he's like, I have no interest in all your dumb shit you're doing. You guys have fun with your flip cup. <laughs> he literally, he actually coached in a gym in New Jersey. He mm-hmm. would wake up at four in the morning get ready, drive to New York in Manhattan, train with uh, with Danaher in Henzo Gracie Academy, oh. and then comes back, teaches in New Jersey at the Brunswick Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and then he would, like, lie to the coaches saying that he's not sleeping there, but he actually slept there. Oh. And then but, get up early, yeah. And, and you've actually talked to the man, but, like, I'm reading, like, his Wikipedia. It's, like, as a child, Tonin was identifying as having ADHD by his mother. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like I know so many kids like that who get into grappling, like mm-hmm. wrestling. And it's like, and I'm like, I'm hundred percent like get into that shit because those kids, so much damn energy, where it's like, of course they're not gonna want to sit like on a block schedule, ninety mm-hmm. minutes, listening listening to me drone on about the catcher in the rye. Yep, exactly. You know, dude, he oh, wants so many championships too, bro. I, I, I bet 100% this is, like, somebody – like, I just feel like they get those concepts real quickly, visually. And they, they're like, I get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And, and segueing, I guess, back into, like, like Shamrock, I mean, he's, he's another one with a rough childhood, too. Yeah, I, you know? he was adopted, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Let me see. Yep. Yeah, he was adopted – uh, he had a strained relationship with Frank Shamrock, who I feel is the father of modern mixed martial arts, in my opinion. He was the first one to have like a kickboxing coach, yeah. a wrestling coach, and like a jiu-jitsu coach, and he tried to mix it all together. And I don't know why he doesn't really get that much recognition in the UFC, but he's a pioneer of just having a coach on each, like yeah. art. I- Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he have like a contract dispute too? And that's maybe why, or probably, yeah, which is crazy. But I don't know. It's like some, it's like the NFL or something. Like, there's some players like they won't put forth if there's like something wrong. Like, I mean, like, not comparing him to OJ Simpson by any means, but like the NFL like doesn't really promote OJ Simpson as much as they used to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he did kill two people, even though. <laughs> It was – there were just allegations, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, and I think, like, out of, like, all sports, I mean, for the most part, like, MMA, there's a stigma and stereotype. But yeah. most of the people I know – I mean, it's like – most people I know, I feel like they're very together with their lifestyle. They're very de- uh, disciplined. All they yeah. do is just work hard and train, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the human cockfighting stereotype for years that, like, McCain put on it. I remember that shit, dude. You know, and I was like, it's just not the case, man. Like, these people are very, <laughs> very disciplined people. You know, it's funny. Um, even liberals, when John McCain died, were like, rest in peace, John McCain, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, 
what do you mean this guy trying to cancel mma like fuck that dude. You know, like... <laughs> it's like it's like hey thank you for your service but also fuck you for mma yeah <laughs> like as a fan i was like yeah. what the fuck why would you do this yeah there's always like black marks and politicians they don't they, they try to cancel shit they don't understand yeah you know it always happens so you know it's like <laughs> did you hear that music has bad language in it exactly <laughs> which is i mean this is like the ultimate kind of like it's not a duel of the past age i mean what, what's crazy about mma is it, it was like i want to see which martial art is the best and like mm-hmm. instead of talking it people agreed they consented as adults to, hey i'm gonna try my karate out on your uh what's it Jiu Jiu jitsu whatever the hell it is <laughs> i'm gonna knock you out yeah with my one boxing glove. Yeah. And then, I mean, the, the fight we just saw, I mean, Ken Shamrock versus Dan Severn, we talked about the statistics on their height and weight. Mm-hmm. And you could be smaller, but it, if I get a hold of you and you can't breathe, exactly. it doesn't matter. But, you know, that's the thing about just grappling in general is that, mm-hmm. you know, it, size, yes, it does matter in a, in a way. Mm-hmm. But if you're not breathing the fight's done yeah and i feel like as a jiu-jitsu competitor or jiu-jitsu uh practitioner i feel like the best way to finish a grappling match is by a choke because that's oh, how yeah. it would end in the street yeah like I mean, if that... you try to arm bar a crackhead dude that guy doesn't give a fuck bro <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna break both your arms, Dan. He's like, I don't care. He's gonna use it as a weapon yeah. and just whip it with. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I'm getting that close to a crackhead, do something. Uh, I, I fucked up somewhere. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> which, which again, when we get into like all the martial arts and stuff, and they talk about them, I like love training. I love doing all that, but like. When it gets down to it, like, like this works on the streets. I'm like, dude, I'm running, dude. I don't give a fuck what you say. For real, like, I'm booking why would it, I want? Why would I want to put myself in danger? Like, I'm, like, I'm booking it, dude. You, you really think I'm gonna sit there and be like, oh, sweet. Yeah, armbar. <laughs> yeah, fucking armbar opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I'm like, nope. And, I'm gonna, <laughs> I, and I swear to God, I'm gonna run into the first building I find, hide, and be like, some people are after me and they want to kill me. <laughs> for real man you know oh man so do you want to end it at this note then brother and so hey let's close closing thoughts on this brother we'll we'll, we'll wrap it up this is our shortest episode by far of unemployed commentators yeah for sure um i i I think this is this is a little interesting drive drive home episode maybe (laughs) (laughs) after a long shift for sure and they have to drive like 15 minutes yep so without full of doubt we'll, we'll we'll have some cool stuff planned for the next time too yeah for sure i feel like uh in other episodes we're going to be trying to do one like long episode and then one short episode i think that's actually a good plan mm-hmm. actually and uh what i think is that ken shamrock dan severn hoist gracie put grappling on the mat yep. on the map and on the mat uh, no question no question yeah <laughs> when it comes to grappling and mma uh, they changed the game big time. I think Ken Shamrock doesn't get a, enough recognition as a grappler in the sport of MMA. And yeah, dude, um, 
that fight. I think they had like a bunch of other fights too, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just Google that right now. I think I think my kind of closing thoughts too. It's like any anytime I I think the whole kind of I guess point of this con podcast too is like seeing how things evolve and seeing where things come from and if they still stand up. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously like a lot of this stuff is dated in the fight. Yeah. I mean, like I haven't seen people wear like those bikini bottoms in forever. I don't you know. Really. What I mean? You know what I mean? Or like uh the boots, you know, and it and it's it's interesting how there's a uniform now. There's there's like sponsors for it's it things become more organized over time. There's a ruling body, there's a commission. Yep. You know, and, and now it's an actual MMA is an actual art form. So they had another fight after this one. Hmm. And it was in UFC nine. And he lost by split decision against Dan Severn. Damn. In Alabama. And that's another curiosity too. I think if we watch that talking about like how how to judge mm-hmm. properly. I feel like this whole um boxing like ten ten nine program or ten eight, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um doesn't suit uh MMA at all. No. It doesn't because like Sometimes uh, a judge will score a takedown more than a knockdown. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, then again, if there was a takedown, but then there is control, then yes, it should be a 10-8 round. But if it was mm. just a takedown, then it should just be a 10-9. Mm. But then uh, if you're, if you knock that person down, then it's a 10-8 round. But then if that person that got knocked down does a takedown and controls the rest of the fight, and let's say it was like four minutes in, yeah. How do you score that? My my casual, I think of one that that I think was controversial recently with Max Holloway versus Volkanovski. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's something similar where I thought like the first two rounds, Holloway. In my opinion, I was like Holloway won those first two rounds. Yeah. I just didn't think he. I think he got out wrestled the last three. It, that's a hard one because. Yeah. But then again, when I was watching it, I would I was like, yes, Volkanovski won that fight. Yeah, like, I felt like he won that fight. I, then I, I rewatched it and I was yeah. like, "That's a hard one to tell." Yeah, and that that was like a one where like another thing where it's like, okay, if there's a clear cut winner, you know, like I I think part of me part of me is like curious too if it's still gonna evolve evolve now because like back back in the day there was no time limits too you just go till somebody knocked you out or you won or and then you're fighting multiple multiple fights in one night. And now it's like I think when people are complaining about the Usman fight too, it's like how do you how do you get the sport even more um, fast paced? Even you know what I mean? And it's that like fight, are the that fight pissed me off? But I I'm curious now too. Is like is it gonna be like freestyle too now? Or it's like or like freestyle wrestling where it's like hey we're just gonna keep going till pull so you up pull you up. I felt like that Kamara Usman fight when he had him against the cage and he didn't really do much. All he did was stomping his feet and like use his shoulder. Mm-hmm. That should have been separated. Yeah. That's, and that's my curiosity is like, they're going to be like, okay, no action within 15 seconds move. Yeah. Cause it was an yeah. action. Like what stomping yeah. the feet, yeah. like Jorge Masvidal said that he could have fought like t- the next day. Yeah. He didn't took any damage whatsoever. Really. Yeah. He didn't really take any damage. I felt like damage wise, Jorge Masvidal did a lot more. Yeah. And that's with Kamara Usman controlling the fight the whole time. Yeah, and then, I mean we're casual guys, we don't compete, but still, it's just like, yeah, how do you create that more action? It's like um, they should have just separated. It's like someone that's yeah. in guard. Someone's in guard for like more than fifteen seconds. They would just stand them up. Yeah, 
if they're not doing damage. And I felt like Kamara Usman even and like that's Jorge Masvidal's uh, fault too. Like mm-hmm. for not knowing, how, like not not knowing. It's just he couldn't defend it, and especially taking the fight six days notice, losing t- twenty pounds. It's a fucking like, holy sh- I mean, that shit was plus jet lag, and plus like, you know, he ate pizza on the way there. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and he still fucking made the weight. Yeah, like, he wasn't known for cutting weight either. He like he missed yeah. weight a bunch of times as a lightweight. Yeah. So like, I felt that. One full training camp. I feel like Ori Masvidal is championship caliber. I've been saying that since Strike Force when he fought against Gilbert Melendez, mm-hmm. and like his footwork, his boxing is just that beautiful Cuban style of boxing that he has, and his wrestling defense. He has Colby Covington like level wrestling. Yeah, and like I feel like he just got gassed. I think I think I I was like this guy's. I don't know what I thought, but I was like, all right, this guy's game at least. Like, he didn't give a fuck. He'll fight when he knocked that dude out or smacked mm-hmm. him butt backstage. Yeah. <laughs> for and real. I, and I was like, okay, this guy's a different breed. Yeah, for real, dude. He <laughs> is not a gimmick. He, yeah. He is a, he himself is a gimmick. Yeah. It's like, I didn't, I didn't, and I didn't know about the, the Kimbo slice shit until like this year. And yeah, I was dude. like, and even seeing that fight when I was a kid, I didn't realize it was him. I mean, there's, I wouldn't have put two and two together. Yeah, dude. This guy even submitted Michael Chiesa, who's a huge submission artist. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is his name Michael Michael Chiesa or Chiesa? I don't know how it's... Chiesa. I definitely met him at a bar, too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and it was... Dude, here's the thing about, like, again, like, when you're watching on TV, like, you gotta, you always got to humble yourself, like, no matter what. And I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a guy that, like, looks for fights or anything like that. But looking up at this guy... Like look, literally looking up at him, and I'm with two other guys about my size, and we're talking to him about MMA, you know. And he and he's such a, a fan too. Um, we we're talking to him about Gage after the fight, Edson Barboza, and just looking at his fucking ears. I'm looking at his height, and I'm going, dude, who the fuck would ever mess with this guy? And they're all like that, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny because he. He fought Diego Sanchez last year. Yeah. And the way he handled Diego Sanchez in that fight made Diego Sanchez look like a purple belt. Well, actually, like a white belt against a purple belt or a black belt. And Diego Sanchez is a black belt. So, and and they're, I remember the guys, they're like pointing out, they're like, and I didn't know who he was, but they're like, there's Michael Chiza. <laughs> Chiza. I, and I literally go, who the fuck is that? You know what I mean? You could you could point out a fucking Denver Bronco. You could point t- t- Tom Brady out in a bar to me. I'd be like, okay, cool. You know, but I think it's just more his ears, dude. I mean, I've seen some rough fucking ears. Yeah, I've seen some. Oh, rough I can fucking imagine ears. you being rusty. <laughs> but that dude's ears, I was like, dude, I think you win. <laughs> I think those are the nastiest ears I've ever seen, dude. <laughs> yeah, those are some nasty ears. I was like, dude, you're never gonna. No headphones for you, bro. <laughs> Dude, actually wearing these headphones actually yeah. my cauliflower. Damn. Yeah, that's that's the first thing I always look at is cauliflower. I'm like fucking. <laughs> yeah, now that I like know about it, I look yeah. at people's ears. And I'm like, mm. yeah. So, I mean, my my teammates had some rough ear, ears throughout the years, but there was a lot of guys too who didn't. But like, goddamn, his Michael Kiesa's ears. Wow. He just wins it. Yeah. 
I would love to send him a trophy and be like, you have the most beautiful, ugly <laughs> just, ears. Just the ear trophy? You have the most beautiful, it. ugly ears I've ever seen. You know? And that's that's what I gotta feel like. If you're if you're a girl looking for that, you're like, no, your ears aren't aren't as ugly as uh as I like to see. Tattooed. My girlfriend doesn't even want to touch my ear. <laughs> <laughs> like I ain't touching it, but I can trust you can at least look uh, choke someone out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. All right. funny. So that's all I got to say about shit. Yeah, I think so too. Here. Oh. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you click the thumbs up, subscribe. Uh, we're going to have a lot longer episodes than this. There's going to be sometimes long episodes. There's going to be sometimes short episodes. But, yeah, tune in. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Unemployed Commentators, and please employ us. Yep. And, uh, thank, thank you for listening. Whether you got ugly ears or beautiful ears, we appreciate it. <laughs> All ears matter. <laughs> <laughs>